Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. Now, it's all about the celebration of your baby turning one today. Wherever you are on this journey, maybe you're looking towards your baby's birthday next month, or you recently celebrated your child's first birthday, I have to pause and say, congratulations, you made it. This is not a birthday for your baby. This is a birthday for you because you made it an entire year of being this child's parent. And that is a huge deal. So way to go you. Celebrate and give yourself a gift because you did it. That's awesome. Now, if you are a local Richmond mom with a one-year-old who still is not sleeping, you are invited to join me for a class specifically designed for you. I have a baby sleep class coming up on August 30th, a Thursday morning from 9 to 11 a.m., where I will be giving you my baby sleep plan for your child at this age. We are going to walk through exactly what to do, a new bedtime routine, new bedtime strategies, new middle of the night strategies. I'm going to walk you through how to respond to your child because things do change. And during this baby sleep class, I'm actually going to be dividing things up. We're going to walk through expectations from six to 12 months and then from 13 months on because things change at this age, like I'll walk through today. But I want to give you your guidelines on how to get your one-year-old sleeping through the night. Now, if you have a child who's not one and you're in Richmond and you're listening to this, guess what? You are invited still because this class is built for babies six to 16 months old. And I am going to teach you how you can go home Thursday night and instantly begin these changes. One of the reasons I'm offering this right before a weekend is that you can get started and literally go back to work or go back to the world on Monday and have a completely different situation. Doesn't that sound incredibly awesome? So if you are here in Richmond, this class is August 30th from 9 to 11 a.m. I am so excited to see you there. You can grab your ticket on my website, littlezsleep.com, or check out the show notes, Baby Sleep class and you will see the RSVP there so you can book and get your ticket. And if you have a friend, guess what? Come with you. Come with a friend and you save $20 a person. So I'm excited about that offering too, because there's nothing better than celebrating good sleep than when you're both in it together. All right, let's get into our one year expectations. A lot changes at this age. First of all, let's look at their development. Developmentally, your little one is surging. They are perhaps pulling up and taking their first step. Maybe they're getting really good at cruising. Now, other things going on with their development, some of them could be like full on running by now. The average 12 month old that I'm looking at is typically cruising, maybe trying to take their first few steps. If your child is more advanced than that and they're like running around, well, then you've probably noticed some things in their sleep that I'll get into. But I want you to know at this age, your child's little body is going through a lot. Not only are they trying these new skills physically, but their brain is surging through so much. They're saying new words. They're saying more things. They're connecting the dots on more things around them, surrounding their world, in their home, in the outside world. It's a really cool thing to see. Also at 12 months is when separation anxiety peaks. I probably didn't have to tell you that, did I? Like you probably already realized that your one-year-old or almost one-year-old is incredibly clingy. And all of these things 
basically means that you, yes, should give your child a lot of grace, but it doesn't give them a pass to just completely regress in all of their sleep. Because as your child learns how to talk, as they learn how to walk and run and jump and have this more stronger clingy connection with you, the more they actually need that sleep that's restoring to them. So the first thing I want to go through with you guys is my checklist that I walk through with my clients when their baby is turning one. So the first thing I want to dig into is the bedtime routine. By 13 months old, so I give a little bit of grace, but by 13 months old, all bottles and the bedtime feed should be gone. And I let parents know when their child turns one that, hey, as a heads up, you need to be getting rid of bottles and the bedtime feed is going to be the last one. If they are nursing moms, then I'm letting them know, okay, well, we're going to nurse before bedtime routine because I don't want any food, drink, anything like that during bedtime after one. Now, in the show notes, I'm going to link to two resources that I always share about how to wean your child off of bottles, and this comes from health.gov, so you can look into those and read a bit more thoroughly about the process of weaning your child off of bottles, but developmentally, we need your kiddo off of bottles and onto sippy cups. There is, of course, a lot of talk around what's the best kind of sippy cup. I've heard from many speech-language pathologists that the straw is the best option from the bottle to the straw, makes a, a better connection with speaking at this age, So however you're going to look into that and whatever you're going to, I want you to know that by 13 months old, definitely no more bottles. This can become a really large habit for your child. And it is common that I work with children, babies, toddlers, 13 to 18 months old who are still on bottles, especially in the middle of the night, because it's that habit, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, where I've walked through the habit of eating or drinking to sleep. And we don't want to have that connection for our child. So yes, by 13 months old, their bedtime routine does not need to include a bottle or a feed anymore. Now, if you're anything like me, I was ready to be done with bottles. Like I wanted bottles out of my life, totally done with them. So the transition of getting her off of bottles, um, I felt like it it was really fast. And you may be thinking this too, like one week they're taking um, a bottle every three hours or every four hours. And the next week, it's all of a sudden they're drinking from sippy cups just for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's so strange. It's such a fast transition at this age. But I remember that we had given her a bottle at dinner because that was her final bottle that we were getting rid of. So she was having a bottle of milk at dinner time. And on her first birthday, we went up to her room to get ready for bed and And after bath, we always had our bottle for her ready to go. And she was looking around the room. She was looking at me and going, Baba, Baba. And I said, no bottle. And I just looked at her and shook my head and said, no bottle. And she kind of looked at me for a second. Her eyes really wide and her face was very, very surprised. And she looked at me and said, no I said, no bottle, but look, do you want to go play with the puzzles? Do you want to play with the blocks? And instantly like that, her mind completely shifted off of the fact that there was no bottle and on to the next thing, because that's how toddlers are. They're very fast moving. So by 13 months old, I'm not saying on your child's first birthday, you don't have to do it just like I did. I was just ready to be done and have bottles out of my life because Dr. Brown's has so many pieces and I was just 
over it. So by 13 months old, I definitely want the bedtime feed gone and all other bottles by that matter gone. So typically the bedtime feed is the last one that's lingering. It's perhaps the last nursing session of the day. And yes, at this age, that means that your kiddo needs to be sleeping 11 to 12 hours. So definitely by this age, we've got to have a baby who's sleeping all night long. So the bedtime routine is the first thing I'm walking through what we're changing when your child turns one. No more bedtime feed. The next change that I want to see is that anywhere between 12 and 15 months old, your child is going to transition to one nap a day. Now, this does not need to happen the day they turn one. However, for many of my clients who are in daycare settings or school settings where the child is graduating, if you will, to the next class, and they go to a classroom where all of the children are sleeping at 11.30 or 12.30, on a nap mat, then you're almost, your hand is forced and that's really okay. Your hand is forced into a one nap schedule because by 12 months, that's the earliest that that we see, that this is when they can actually transition. So by 12 months old, we could be getting your child onto a one nap schedule. And I am again going to refer you in the show notes to episode 17, where I walked through what that transition is like and how you can make that for them. But by this age, anywhere between 12 and 15 months, your child will go to one nap. But I really want you to not rush into this if you don't have to. Because like I mentioned earlier, your child is going through a lot of development. They are learning how to walk, how to talk. They have that separation anxiety with you. And it may not necessarily mean that they're ready for one nap just because one day they they fought their afternoon nap or they wouldn't go down for their morning nap, okay? Just because they show one sign or two signs doesn't mean it's time. I want you to give them a few weeks. Like I mentioned in episode 17, I want you to give them about two to three weeks to see, oh, are you really fighting this? Or is this a developmental regression, which can last two to three weeks? So give them some time and some space to work it out and sort their whole situation. And if they're still having that trouble, then yes, it may be time to go ahead and move to one nap. So don't feel like you have to rush that. So the first check I'm making when your baby turns one is checking out this bedtime feed. Make sure there's no more feed. The next thing I'm going to look at is, is it time to move to one nap a day? The final thing that I want to really dig into is that separation anxiety piece. Now, this is going to sound incredibly harsh. And if you're listening to this and you think that I'm just a monster for saying this, I have to tell you that this is a personal thing that happened to me. And now I see it in all of my clients and it's my duty, I feel, to warn you about this. All right, as crazy as it sounds, when your child is 12 months and then at 18 months, they surge through separation anxiety. And oftentimes what I'm looking at is your child is laying their head down on your shoulder for a few moments of cuddles, snuggles right before you get them into bed. And what happened personally with my youngest and then with many of my clients now I've seen is that this moment of them laying their head down on your shoulder for a quick little snuggle, a quick little cuddle before you get them down in their bed actually gives them the idea that they need you for their sleep. And that is not the case. Your baby has not been using you as a mechanism for sleep, but this micro moment of your little one laying their head down on your shoulder gives them the idea that you have something to do with their sleep. So if you've been noticing that you lay your child, just like you always have, into their crib, you say night-night and you leave the room and they start screaming and it's all of a sudden something is totally different and you don't know what's happening, I would want to ask if they are having that moment of becoming sleepy on you before you get them in that crib. 
Essentially, what's happening is that they're looking for you to help them get sleepy. And then you toss them in the crib and say goodnight. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't do this myself. I needed you. And sometimes a whole new prop is created at this age because they're looking for you to help get them sleepy again. So just be warned that if that's happening, that's actually pretty normal. I'm seeing that a lot now. And what I would want you to do instead is actually go through and put them in the crib and then walk around the room, turn the lights off, turn the sound machine on, then come over, say your say your good nights, night night, love you, and leave the room. This doesn't have to be like this forever. I'm not saying you can never cuddle with your child ever again, but I would want you to note and be aware of the fact that at this age, it's very common for your child to quickly start to associate you with helping them go to sleep if they're allowed to have this time where they lay their head down on your shoulder for a micro moment happened to us personally with our youngest. And like I said, now I notice it in so many situations. So again, feeling as if it's my duty to share what's happening and why that's happening. So those are the three things I want you to do again when your child turns one. Above all, if your baby toddler, I know they're borderline baby toddler, right? This one-year-old, if your newly one-year-old is not sleeping all night long, that is the real issue because we need to develop these habits now, okay? This is not a phase where one day they'll finally figure it out. We have to teach them these skills. If you are a local Richmond mom, I want you to come to my baby sleep class on August 30th so I can give you the plan of how to get your little one sleeping all night long. If you're not in Richmond, reach out through littlezsleep.com and we can get your plan in motion to make sure that the best gift we give your baby toddler at this age is the gift of sleep. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.